Welcome to the Druids Grove, where we discuss all things related to Druids, their history, current day practices, and how to build a deeper connection and relationship with the earth. I'm so glad you're here. If you find what I have to share helpful, please subscribe and share with others that may enjoy it, and check the show notes for more information. Come on in, relax for a bit, and I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Druids Grove. In this episode, we will be talking about the symbolism of the Oum, O-G-H-A-M. I have talked about it a little bit before, but I thought I would just kind of get a little bit more in-depth about it. Um, it will be a little bit challenging because um, the Oum are a set of symbols. Um, so so I'm going to try to explain it, um, but of course it's hard to get... Uh, it's hard to describe a picture of something, so just kind of bear with me. Um, so we have talked about Oum previously, um, but not really looked at it too in-depth. So if you remember or if you've looked it up before, the Oum is a system of either 20 or 25 characters uh, or symbols that are used by, by Druids and, and ancient Celts. They kind of date back to, I believe it was between like the 4th and 7th century, so if you remember on the history episode, we talked about how the Druids were, were kind of wiped out in the first century. So there might be a little kind of a conflict there that doesn't really make sense. Um, but the, the Druids were, um, though they were wiped out, they were kind of underground. So there were still some people that did it without, you know, without others knowing that they were, were doing that. And some of their practices transferred over into... Uh, Celtic society at that time and carried on over the years. So the Oum is is one of those examples. And the Oum was used at that time, and, and some people still use it today, uh, as a symbolic representation of, of different trees, um, also different kind of traits or characteristics, um, as well as a form of uh, written communication. They, um, the Oum is a set of symbols, and if you picture, um, just picture a very long horizontal line, um, and they, these, they have various hash marks. So um, the hash marks can be above the line, uh, below the line, or both above and below. So like a straight line vertically all the way through the line and then going below the line, or kind of diagonally. And then um, there are also the last five symbols um, are, are kind of their own thing. There's like one that has a spiral coming off of the line to the top. Another one has like two X's. Um, you know, th- they're just various, very distinct symbols. And, and of course, at any time you can look these up online, the O-M-O-G-H-A-M, and you can see the symbols and the letters and all the things that I'm going to be talking about. Um, but the... The way they are written, so you you will have like a letter, and it is represented by like like for instance the letter B. I'm, I'm going to go over these later, but the letter B is like a just one hash mark off of the line, and then you know the next letter is two hash marks, and then so on three hash marks, four, and then five, and then they're broken up in sets of five. So then the next set, where you know one is on the vertical line up top, one is one set of five is below the line, so it'll be one hash mark for a letter, two for a different letter, three for, and so on. You know, and then you have the full line, so one full line all the way through up to, 
you know, two, and then three, and then four, and then five, and then you have the diagonal uh, lines, one, two, three, four, and five, and then the individual symbols that are kind of on their own thing. And, and the way the OM came to be known is they were, these, these marks were observed on numerous stone markers throughout the UK, but they are primarily of, of Irish origin. And at this time, there's, from what I found, there are about 400 surviving ancient markings on stones. And some of them, <clears throat> the stones have been mused, uh, moved into museums. Some of them are still out, you know, in public um, you can go there and, and look at them if you live in that area. But so if you imagine like um, maybe at a crossroads and there's like a big square stone, someone just took a big stone and just planted it in the earth standing up out of the stone. Or maybe it's not square, maybe it's kind of arched or curved, kind of like a like a curved gravestone, You, if you could imagine that. But it would just be a rock that they found shaped like this. And then the way they would do it is... Um, if you, in mathematics, if you picture the, the greater than symbol, so um, it's kind of like an arrow pointing to the right, and then you have that part that starts it, and it may be down like on the bottom left of the stone, and then they would, they would carve a line going all the way up, and then across the top part of the square or the arch, and then down the other side, and then at the very end to... to delineate where it ends they would put like a less than sign so like an arrow pointing to the left and then they would just put the hash marks so they would you know for the letter b they would put a one hash mark in one spot and then there would be a little empty space and then whatever the next symbol was and then a space and the next symbol so it's like letters and then they would use it to say you know um going this way is this town or this village or whatever Um, but they could also use them for uh, marking uh, sacred worship sites, um, you know they would they would carve uh, deities, gods, and goddesses' names into them, or, or any other reason that they wanted to use kind of a a a written language that wasn't understand understood by everyone. It was kind of like its own code system, so not everyone knew it. So it was like a form of communication, and and very kind of esoteric. And today, many people use them for connection to to this ancient practice and to kind of get a deeper connection to symbolism and to the trees in their own practice. For instance, um, I've talked about this before as well, but I took um, one inch wooden discs and a little wood burning tool and I burned each symbol into onto the disc and I burned the name of the tree that it represents and then I would burn maybe one or two words that represented the trait or characteristic associated with that. And what I would do is I would put, you know, one or two or three in my pocket for a few weeks at a time and and carry them around, pull them out, look at them to try to get, you know, uh, to build up my memory and look at them and remember the letter, remember the tree, remember the characteristic. And it's just a nice way to you know, you reach in your pocket for your keys or change or your cell phone, and you think, oh, there's that wooden disc, you know, well, which ones do I have today? And pull it out and look at it. So it's just a very nice, quick way to get back in touch with your druidry practice. You know, and, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what where they are now, I don't, I don't really do that too much uh, anymore, but I have them on my altar. So um, along with various other things, they're just, they're right there, and they remind me of that practice. They're kind of stacked up in little stacks of five. 
And what other people will do, you know, like I, I burn them onto these little wooden discs that I bought at a, you know, a store, a hobby store. Um, other people will go out into the woods or into the forest. And, and I, I started to do this, but I realized how much time it was going to take. And, and though I like the OM, it is not a significant part of my practice. So I didn't really feel like it was worth investing this much time into it. But other people really connect with it and, and really want to get into it. So what other people will do is go out into the forest and ask for guidance to find the right type of tree limb, you know, preferably a tree limb that's already on the ground, but that's in good shape. So you don't want to cut it off of a tree, obviously. Um, and then they'll take the tree limb home and create a, a system of the ohm symbols. You know, they'll, they'll find a nice limb with maybe little bends and, and, and angles in the limb or just a nice long straight limb. And they'll cut it up into maybe one or two inch sections and then kind of peel back some of the bark or, or even just do on the bark. They will carve the symbol or they'll peel back some of the bark and get down to the, the inner part of the tree. And it creates like a nice little window into that little space. And then they'll, they'll carve or wood burn the symbol onto that. And then a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll store them in like a little leather bag, maybe a leather bag that they've made, something like that. And it just creates this really nice kind of spiritual relationship with the ohm and with with uh, you know with going through this creative process. You're kind of investing yourself into it, <clears throat> and and kind of a way that people will use the ohm. Uh, everyone uses it differently, but a lot of people use it as kind of a sort of rune system, R-U-N-E, um, or for for divination, for example. Um, you know, what one might do is um, sit and, and kind of create a sacred space and, and do a little ritual or maybe just meditate on, on something that they're either having a problem with or, you know, something that they want guidance in. And they will come up with a question or an idea, you know, or, or ask for guidance. And then they'll reach, you know, they'll kind of shake the bag and then reach in and pull out however many ohms they want to. They, you can create your own system of divination. You can have you know, I'm going to pull out three things. One is, uh, you know, what is the nature of my question? And then the other is, you know, how will I get through this problem? And then the third one is like, what is the solution? You know, and then you can kind of, or, or however you want to do it. But it's just, it's a nice way to, to um, the, the idea is that you're asking the universe for guidance. And you're kind of letting go of your self-will. You're putting it out there into the universe. And you're letting go of your self-will and your ego to get insight. You know, you're going to, to let the answer come to you by chance or by intuition. You know, you may feel around in the bag and, and feel one and say, this this one feels right. And then you'll pull it out. And I'm going to do um, a whole episode on divination later. Uh, but you can always look up, you know, doing divination with the OM. You can look that up if you're interested in it. So what I'm going to do now is um, kind of cover a quick list of the trees, their symbols, and their traits. Um, so actually what I'll do, I'll start with the word uh, associated with it, and then I'll go into um, the tree, and then there's a letter that it represents, and then kind of the, the trait or characteristic behind it. And, and I'll try to do this quick. Of course, you can look it up online. Um, there are various pronunciations with these words, different spellings. Um, some systems, some druidry have different meanings behind them. Um, but but it's this is just an introductory kind of idea to, to get it out there, okay? So the first group 
um, they, they're in these groups of five, and they're called, I, I don't know how to pronounce this, A-I-C-M-E, ACME, ACME, I'm not sure, but I'll just, I'll just that's what it's called, A-I-C-M-E, and this group has a vertical line drawn, uh, it's an up and down line, but it's drawn underneath the horizontal line, and they go from one hash mark to five hash marks. So the first one, as I said earlier, is, is it's called Beeth, B-E-I-T-H-E. It represents the birch tree and the letter B. And what it means is healing or new beginnings or a fresh start. And I won't talk about in depth a lot of them just to kind of get through them because it's going to take a few minutes. Um, but it's that one's very important in Druidry. The birch is kind of the, the first tree in the bardic grade. So that's it's interesting that that means healing and new beginning and like a fresh start. So the second hash mark with two hash marks is Luis, L-U-I-S. Um, it's typically the Rowan tree and the letter L, and it means protection or nurturing. And then you have Fierne, F-E-A-R-N, which is the alder tree, and the letter F. It means intuition and guidance. Um, the fourth one is S-A-I-L. Um, there are other spellings, S-A-I-L-L-E, among others. Um, the letter S, and the willow tree. And it means emotion or unconscious, like unconscious awareness. The fifth one is Nguyen, the letter N, and the ash tree. And it kind of means universal comprehension. And then there's the second group of five, the Aikmi, Aikmi, um, and it's called Aikmi H. I think they start, it's based on the first letter of the first tree in that group. So, um, this group has, uh, along the horizontal line, they have a vertical line going up on top of the line. And again, from one hash mark on the first letter, two on the second, three on the third, etc. Uh, the first one is Huarth, H-U-R-A-T-H. Again, just keep in mind, I'm just going to pronounce or spell it once, but there are various spellings. Huarth, uh, the letter H, and Hawthorne, tree. And it means purity, spirit, or patience. And then we have... Duir or dare, D-U-I-R, the letter D, and oak tree, the oak tree. And it means, uh, has various meanings, king or magical or truth or door. So interesting to think about the oak tree is kind of the, the main tree associated with druidry. And it, it means like the door, the door to awareness, the door to perception. It's magical. It has truth to it. The next is Tien, T-I. E-N-N-E or T-I-N-N-E, the letter T, and the holly bush or holly tree uh, means vigor and tenacity. So that's interesting to think about because the holly tree is, is very hard to kill and, and last through all the seasons. Then we have quart, Q-U-E-R-T, the letter Q, and the apple tree means health and beauty and choice. Uh, the last one of this group is the Coal, it's C-O-L-L or C-O-L-L-E, again, various other spellings, uh, the letter C, or the hazel tree. And it is a what this letter and tree represent are poetry, wisdom, and creativity. The third group, the Aikmi, Aikmi is M. And this group has um, a diagonal line, um, so going from like, if you picture uh, an X, it's the one that goes from the top right to the bottom left. So it's a, a diagonal line drawn all the way through the horizontal line from top to bottom. 
again from one mark to five marks. The first one is Muin, M-U-I-N, the letter M, and it's a, a vine or a bramble, and it means prophecy or decreased inhibitions or openness. Then we have Gort, G-O-R-T, the letter G, and Ivy, it means spiral, search, soul, growth. So if you think about uh, ivy, how it meanders its way around a tree or around brick or stone or something, it's it's searching, it's it's making its own path, and it's growing. So that's an interesting analogy. And then we have, um, I'm not going to pronounce this one correctly, it's N-G-E-A-T-H-A-L. Of course, there are various other spellings. It represents the sound N-G, so N, I don't know, Nga, maybe, I'm not sure. And it is the reed or the fern is what it represents. And it relates to direction or purpose, cleaning, letting go, clearing, and harmony. Then we have strafe or strife, S-T-R-A-I-F, the letter Z. And it's the blackthorn. And it is about strife and pain and challenge. So kind of like suffering for the purpose of growth, striving through pain. And then we have Ruiz. So we had Luis earlier with an L. Now we have Ruiz, R-U-I-S, the letter R, and the elder tree. And it can represent, um, uh, we've talked about the Kaliak before, the, 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 old and, uh, the old wizened woman, the woman of winter. Um, and it represents her in an ending or the, be- the end of one thing and the beginning of a new cycle. The fourth group uh, or Ikmi A, uh, this group has vertical lines drawn all the way through the horizontal line from top to bottom. So it's a, just a vertical line straight through. And it's uh, Alm or A-L-I-M or A-I-L-I-M. Um, it's the letter A and it could be a white fir or a pine tree. And what it means is an aspirant and like aspiring, learning from the past, uh, enthusiasm. And then we have on. O-H-N or O-N-N. Um, I'm not sure what these kinds of trees are. The gorse, G-O-R-S-E tree, or furs, F-U-R-Z-E. I'm sure there are others associated with it, but the letter O uh, means to collect or to gather. And then we have your, U-R, the letter U, and heather, the plant heather. And it means spirit or dream or passion, uh, gate, sacrifice, or winter. Um, here's a cut. The next two are going to be kind of challenging. Um, Iadba, E-A-D-B-A-D-H, uh, the letter E, a, popul- a poplar or aspen tree, uh, means earth, wind, trust, and to overcome. And Iodhad, and, or Iodbad, um, I-O-D-B-A-D-H, or Ioho. I-O-H-O or I-D-H-O, I-D-H-O. Uh, it's the letter I, and the tree is U, um, and it means rebirth um, beyond, uh, kind of beyond something, uh, and then transformation. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to disclose too much, but, um, you, you know, we talk about the I- the Awen, um, and in the Bardic grade being an important word. Um, the word Ioho is very important in um, the Ovate grade, and I'm not going to really go into it too much, but 
Um, you know, it symbolizes rebirth, going beyond the current status and transformation. And the word ayoho is used very much. So then the last group, uh, the fifth group, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they have their own symbols. So um, they are kind of difficult to explain. Um, there's like a spiral coming off the line on one. Uh, there's a diamond um, drawn on the line. Uh, one is just a big X or two X's. Um, some that are just, um, I don't even, wouldn't even know how to describe, just a, like three or four vertical lines and then three or four horizontal lines going through those lines. Um, so it's, it's, you can look them up if you want to, but they're, they're their own set of symbols. Um, so the first one is, it sounds like the other one we talked about, but instead of Eadbad, it's Eabad, E-A-B instead of E-A-D. So E-A-B-B-A-D-H, uh, or various other spellings. It's the letters E-A, and it's the white poplar or grove. And what it means is the other world, or the dead, or a gate, kind of going into the beyond. And then we have O-I-R, Oyer maybe? I'm not sure. The letter uh, associated with it is O-I, and it has a lot of tree meanings too. It can mean gold or cherry tree or spindle. Um, it's about honor and revelation and completion. And then we have Ulian or Ulian, U-L-L-E-A-N-N or U-I-L-L-E-A-N-D. But this letter is U-I, and it is uh, like the maple tree or the honeysuckle. And it means inner search or desire or caution. And we have Ifin, which can be I-F-I-N or I-P-H-I-N. It is the pine or the gooseberry. Uh, and it means uh, its letters are, I don't know if it's I-A or L-A, I'm not sure. Um, but it means uh, sweet or generations. And I'm sure it has other meanings depending on where you get your source. And the last one is the hardest of all to pronounce. I'm going to try. Uh, Iambakul, maybe, I don't know. Iambakul, E-A-M-B-A-N-C-H-O-O-L-L. And the letters are either E-A or A-E. And it is the beech tree, but it means ancient knowledge or old experience or ancient experience. So if you sat through that, uh, you get three stars for today. <laughs> Thanks for being patient. Um, the easiest way, again, is just to Google it, look it up, and, and, you know, go to Google Images, and you'll just see tons of different kinds. I was really surprised. Um, there are, the, there's a, a Druid order, and then, like, I guess it's in the Allegheny Mountains in the northeastern U.S., and there's a, on Google, I found uh, the Allegheny Mountain Druid order, I guess, the Allegheny Mountain Oum. It's the, it's the Oum of the Northern Appalachian Mountains in the U.S. So I thought that was pretty cool. So Druids here are kind of making their own variations of it. And the symbols are the same, but maybe they adapted the plants to some of the local plants uh, in that area, which is pretty cool. So you could do that. You can make up your own Oum. You don't have to follow, you know, specifically the Oum associated with the Celts. So just you make it your own. So the key takeaway here is that uh, in Druidry, we use symbolism in so many different ways, and we have various representations that allow us to connect with nature and to deepen our understanding and expression of this connection. And some Druids choose to really engage with the Oum and to use it, like in their daily practice. A lot of people even learn the letters and write poetry 
using the OM. So if that's interesting to you, you know, you can memorize the signs or, you know, or memorize all the letters and, and associated with the symbols. And then you could use those symbols to write out poetry, to make your own words. Or, you know, you could use it as a, a secret code and in, in, in writing to friends or something like that. Or write a letter to a friend in the OM and they can take the time to, you know, um, figure it out and, and see what you're saying to them. The, you know, the point again is that it brings us closer to a relationship with Druidry and reminds us of our practice. It's just a little thing that we can do every day to uh, to kind of touch, get in touch with that daily practice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I, I, did, I did mention some of the ways that some people will use the OM. Other ways are, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, other ways... Um, People may write their name on an item, like a lot of people will craft a hiking stick, you know, find a nice stick in the woods, um, sand it down, shellac it, protect it, uh, you know, drill a hole through it, put a little leather strap or, or twine strap through it to hold the handhold, and they may they may use the OM to write their name on it or to write some word that's important to them in Druidry and write that on there, or people may, may make... Uh, um, cloth or leather or burlap sacks and, and sew, uh, sew or carve or burn, you know, the OM into it. And, and, and you know, some, just some word that's important to them or their name or, or whatever they want to do. Um, just like in, in all aspects of spiritual practice in Druidry, it's about, about that deep spiritual connection and getting connected to uh, a multi-layered, multifaceted concept of whatever it is you're working with. Um, you know, in Druidry, we've we've seen that nothing is just surface level. Um, everything has depth to it and many layers. So you may see a simple hash mark carved on a stick, but it has so many meanings and so much depth and so much information, uh, you know, behind that one symbol. And, and it truly is what we make of it. So um, thank you for listening to this podcast episode, and I hope it's been helpful. And again, get out there and explore and see how you can work with the OM. See how it feels to you. And thank you. Thank you so much for joining in at the Druids Grove. I thoroughly enjoyed sharing this time and information with you. I hope you learned something and are inspired to build a connection to the earth and the world around you. If you liked what was shared, please feel free to give back at Buy Me a Coffee. Join me on Substack, where I have transcripts, or listen on YouTube, and find the group on social media. For more information, check the show notes. I'll see you in the Grove. Until next time.